Welcome everyone to L2R2, a PlayStation podcast. My name is Fonzie. I'm joined by my co-host, Indie Game Dev, and my UK bruv from another mom, Cal Monroe. Cal, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing very well. Um, as we were just saying, um, we're now got the uh, a lockdown sequel. Oh, yeah, lockdown part two. Yeah, lo- yeah, lockdown part two. Um, so uh, yeah, stuck in the house for another God knows how long. Um, but you know, it's uh, is what it is. Do as do as I'm told, and uh, yeah. So got that to look forward to. Starts today. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that's that's very nice. Had a few months of freedom, and now back to back to the cells but uh, <laughs> uh but yeah no yeah i haven't been too bad do you have a plan on because i think you can you can work from home right so i guess mm. uh do you have a plan on in your downtime do you just like dig into old tv shows other games like what are you going to do to not go nuts again no no i mean i do sort of my um i mean i do my my normal job um sort of at home but i also because because i'm at home now i i sort of mix in my like creative work um at the same time and then yeah so i don't know it's kind of all melding together at the moment you know i'm kind of struggling to create a sort of um sort of my own schedule so you know i i I lack discipline sometimes in sort of making sure i work for a set block of time and then relax for you know give myself some relaxing time I'm one of those people that are always like, oh, I'll just do that tomorrow and I'll relax today. Um, so, um, yeah, it's been, you know, it's it's not easy to to uh, organize your time, your downtime and your work time. But, um, yeah, I, I think I definitely feel like my evenings when I'm not tempted to go out and see friends or, or do anything outside of the house means I can, you know, relax, play games, watch some TV and uh, things like that. So, you know, it, I think having to stay in, just knowing you're not allowed out is kind of strange. But I think now that this is the second time and it should be for a lot less longer, uh, it shouldn't be shouldn't be too bad. You know, I'm used to it. I'm, I know what, what sort of how it felt last time. So I should be able to try and manage my time a bit better and get through the other end. And hopefully, yeah, like you said, uh, watch some uh, TV and catch up on my backlog of games and uh, do do lots of fun things like that yeah that's a thing that's the slight uh silver lining is that there's just really we're always running away from the other stuff that we should be doing or not really should yeah. be doing but there's a ton of stuff yeah. that i know i want to do like uh mm. dig into my backlog there's just so many games and i just did this uh oh god i just did this the other day where i have so many games on my playstation 4 but i'm like uh i just keep going to the playstation store the actual like marketplace and seeing like, Hey, what mm-hmm. what are the deals? What can I buy? But I'm like, I have all these games that I still need to jump into, but I'm still looking into what the, what the new thing is or what a good deal is. But yeah, yeah it just kind of never ends where I'm just constantly chasing yeah. something else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it is, it is tough. And, and I mean, like I said, I think the hardest thing about trying to work from home where you've got all these distractions around you, uh, it's very hard and you do have to sort of try and, have some discipline because and I think the hardest part is you know you always wish for more time you always like oh, if I had if I had more time I'd be able to do all this I'd be able to complete this project I'd be able to do that but in reality when you have all of that time it's really difficult to schedule it and not you know lax off or not be in the right frame of mind to do anything because yep. um, you know it's a vicious circle as soon as you're not doing something you know you should be doing then that makes you not want to do anything even more because you feel <laughs> guilty or you feel unproductive or whatever so it's difficult I think you just need to you know brute force your way through and try and 
reach like a happy medium that that you know where where you can at least get some things done but still you know give yourself some time to relax and not think about everything yeah yeah i agree did you play any games this week uh so um i play so um obviously i played that five um right. over the weekend um which i really really enjoyed it was really good fun um i've lost my save now for some reason so i won't be playing oh, it ever again <laughs> how many <laughs> but, hours um, did you but, lose in that I mean, I must have spent about 15 to 20 hours over the weekend playing it because I want to make sure, you know, every time I review something, I want to make sure I play enough of it to give it a fair shout. And so, yeah, I I put a lot of uh, time into it. And, um, yeah, I definitely won't be playing it again from the start. So, uh, yeah, and it looks like that's a problem for a lot of people. Um, I think it is an issue going forwards as well, but because most people who are facing that issue haven't played or have only put in like half an hour an hour in uh, before realizing their save's gone um whereas you know people who got it early like myself and lots of others um we've lost lots and lots of progress so um so it's a big shame but um playing that has made me want to play more racing games i do like racing games and um and obviously we we had forza 7 that's just come to xbox P- on pc um so i gave that a download i've been playing some race driver grid uh which is like my all-time favorite racing game yeah. <laughs> um and yeah uh yeah so how that, that's mostly what i've been playing really um have you mostly heard, grid have you heard that it's rumors and i didn't put in the the news this week but that the new gran turismo is going to launch in 2021 <laughs> uh, it was courtesy mm-hmm. of some i forget if it was some outlet that had seen it early seen some kind of like um host early about it but the rumor is 2021 for gran mm-hmm. turismo 7 i want to say yeah, 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 yeah. I th- yeah, I, um, I'm excited for it. Um, I think the past few Gran Turismo's have been quite disappointing, um, in quite a few ways. And but I'm always hopeful that the next one will be, you know, that um resurgence. I think GT Sport, the newest one, was pretty good, but again, it just didn't have enough, um, you know, didn't have enough fun races, didn't have a good enough progression system or career mode, and. Um, and that's how just li- I played Motorsport 7 Forza for about an hour or so. And I just couldn't, it's just, it's just not enough to pull me in. Whereas, I mean, a game like Grid, it's so personal. It really makes you feel like connected to the career. And I mean, that that is just the, still to this day, I mean, it's 13 years old now. That is still the racing game to beat for me. And um, I could play that, you know, for, forever. It, it never gets old because it's so... Uh, personal like I said and it's so different every every race is different every race is so engaging and dramatic and um it's it's just an, an awesome awesome game so uh yeah so playing dirt has it just made me want to dive back into grid really um yeah. I was looking at getting the rebooted grid um the sort of re-release of the first game uh which came out uh what a couple of years ago now um but I found out that it doesn't actually have the um like the season mode or uh, like the sort of really uh, personal AI drivers and all the rankings and things, all the things that basically made it, made Grid so unique and special. Um, so I wasn't, I, I didn't uh, bother. I just, I've I've got the original Grid on Steam, just downloaded that and been having loads of fun with that. So um, that's the first time I've really played it sort of since PS3, really. Um, so it's been quite nice to sort of get back into that and uh, I suppose a little bits of nostalgia 13 years ago now so yeah um, yeah that's been that's been good fun have you uh, since you're playing on PC are there any 
mods that kind of uh, bring the game just to a, a more updated state or you're just kind of playing the base uh, model of the game, the base uh, kind of output that it had yeah. when it came out? Yeah, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really looked, to be honest. Um, it doesn't have, I think the resolution is just under 1080p, um, so I can't play it at 1440 or anything like that. Uh, the sort of graphics options are very, very strange and sort of old fashioned. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely showing its age, but I mean, I think it looks fine. It looks, I think it's always had a kind of not grainy, but that kind of like motion effect to it anyway, mm. that, that sort of always made it look a little bit arcadia. So I think, um, you know, it's not one of these photorealistic racer games. It never has been. Um, so, uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely fine to play um plays nicely and i've got it loaded on my ssd and there's literally no loading screens at all pretty much so that's quite nice that it's sort of affected in that way by it so um so yeah no i haven't looked for any mods i'm sure there are tons of them because i know that grid is kind of like a cult classic for a lot of people and lots of people still play it um for good reason and um uh yeah so it might be might be worth looking into Hmm. Hmm. Gotcha. Well, yeah. So as far as what have I, I've played uh, not a whole lot this week. I feel like I've just kind of been a bit lazy or, or too lazy to even play games apparently. But, uh, <laughs> I have the, what I've been doing jumping into is just more PC stuff, I guess lately, but I've been playing this game. That's an early access called uh teardown and it was shown off at the, I want to say the game awards last, uh, holiday where, uh, they show off the, the features where it's this voxel, simulation game voxel kind of sandbox game where everything is will will destroy or like break apart and it, they're using voxels which are these 3d pixels which i don't understand but because of that it almost looks like minecraft but it's not where mm-hmm. all the material just reacts to physics where you can destroy walls you can burn stuff and it just looks crazy beautiful and it's really fun um been playing that there's like a story mode there's also just a sandbox where you can crash cars into each other and it's just uh, tons of fun just to see the stuff like decompose and break apart in real time yeah, and, nice. yeah so i've been loving that i would love to see that come to consoles yeah. and really when they initially shut it off i thought it was gonna be kind of demanding because these voxels are nuts i know it's kind of a newer yeah. uh technology or, or kind of thing to do the lighting's pretty crazy i thought maybe it would be uh pretty hard for pcs to run it but um mm-hmm. my pc's been doing fine and it's like a gig and a half yeah. file space so i think as soon as they can get this to 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 consoles i think this game's gonna blow up for sure um yeah but yeah then uh beyond that nothing else i'm just kind of excited and as soon as i get the ps5 here i'm gonna jump into miles that's what we're a week away here i know you guys are two weeks away it's getting very close um but i'm kind of saving my my playstation steam for when i get my ps5 in hand but yeah it's coming up yeah very exciting yeah yeah i mean we'll this time next week you'll you'll have it you probably won't even want to do the podcast so you can go off and play <laughs> <laughs> play some games do you know what that's, what sort of time it's idea. meant to be meant to be delivered is it going to be like a sometime before 8 p.m or something like really general so we kind of have a feel for when we get our packages because of where we are in town we're kind of the last stop and they usually just mm. like kick the package at our door and say like, you know, <laughs> fuck you because they're just done with the day. Yeah, so yeah. I, chances are I'm not getting the PS5 until like uh, 5 p.m., 6 p.m. So okay. it's going to be yeah. later in the night. But um, I do yeah. see everyone on Twitter is posting about um, I think today a lot of people are getting tracking notices for their Xbox Series X pre-orders. So everyone's mm-hmm. waiting to see when uh, PlayStation is going to start shipping them out. I know I did get an email yeah. 
a couple of days ago from PlayStation saying that they're going to start charging cards uh, soon. So if you have your pre-order, make yeah. sure you have funds in your bank because we're going to start charging mm-hmm. it. And even that email was kind of exciting just because like, oh, this is getting more real. You know, they're actually checking yeah. and letting us know, yeah. hey, we're going to we're going to charge you. Make sure you got money because you promised us. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's been yeah. Uh, it's just little stuff like well, hopefully that. that will, like, hopefully that will free up some PlayStations for people who have yeah. forgotten about that happening. So I'll need to keep <laughs> yeah. an eye out. But I um, mean, over here, much. it looks like I'm going to have to order one on release date and then just wait and see how long that takes for me to get one. So um i mean this lockdown has come at a pretty bad time yeah because uh, i'm not going to be able to get one but um yeah hopefully i'll get one sort of this year <laughs> yeah it's gonna be interesting seeing these next couple of weeks and if they can uh cr- you know produce more in these next uh few weeks months um i think there's gonna be there's so much demand you'd have to imagine that they have a they're also they feel the heat because they want to sell as many as possible but the, they just can't you know, produce them as fast as they, as I would like to, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, you got to imagine that they are struggling to, to make it work for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a, a tough one. Yes. And we have some new stuff that we can jump into that is also related to, to what's going on with PS4, with PS5, PS5s and, uh, the availability, uh, some countries are already sold out completely. So, uh, yeah. But uh, we'll get to the first one here. Just some news about the PS5 itself and one of the first crossover games that's going to get an update. We got Days Gone runs at 60 frames per second, dynamic 4K on PS5. So this was uh, revealed a couple days ago. We got Sammy Barker from PushSquare.com has the article. Days Gone will take advantage of Sony's next-gen hardware at launch, running at up to 60 frames per second in dynamic 4K on the PlayStation 5 and will support save transfers from PS4 to PS5. It's not the first game to be specifically updated for the Japanese Giants fresh format. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima will also run at 60 frames per second on PS5. Um, how do you feel about this, Callum? Do you think it's... Uh, I don't know if you ever finished or jumped into Days Gone. Is it enough to jump in again to try it on PS5 with the bells and whistles turned on? Yeah, I think uh, I, I got very close to the end of Days Gone. I really, really liked it as well. I think just something must have come out and drawn me away from it um yeah i think that that's definitely a reason i mean i've been wanting to jump back into it and i think this is a good reason to wait um i think the the frame rate was definitely an issue in the ps4 version i don't know if they fixed that now um but yeah i remember that being you know probably one of the only things i disliked about the game was how it ran sometimes it was um, mostly when you were like on your bike and in certain areas it was really really bad um so this would be really nice i mean it's a great game uh really enjoyable cast of characters uh really great fun gameplay um so yeah i think that'll be really really good at 60 frames a second um and the fact it supports your saves is perfect for me because i don't definitely don't want to start it again Um, but it means that i'll be able to you know finish the story and then do all the i know there's lots of cleanup stuff to do so i'll be able to do that and you know reap the benefits of the smoother gameplay whilst doing so yeah same here i'm about uh i'm really early on i'm like four hours in and um, I do keep getting the 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 bug where I want to try it again. It's a, such a beautiful game. I love that world they created, and yeah, I want to spend more time there. But I think I will wait for this PS5 update to see it running at sixty, and mm-hmm. with all the you know graphical improvements and stuff. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. This game's already beautiful, so it looks like they're upresing it or upscaling it to four K. Um, I have heard some criticisms about the uh, the sixty frames per second because it's a uh, current gen or last gen game really 
should 60 be the frame rate that we should be fine with or should they be kind of shooting for something else? I feel like, uh, you know, maybe if they could reach, I guess the next milestone is like 120, but maybe that's too demanding mm-hmm. to ask. But I know with with uh, PS5, their whole thing is one of the marketing schemes is the fact that they can support up to 120 frames per second. I just wonder if 60 is, is you know, is, is fine enough for this kind of thing with mm-hmm. the power of the PS5. Yeah, de- definitely. I think especially at 4K, um, you'll struggle to find many PCs that can do 4K 60 FPS sure. that don't won't cost you over like 1,200 pounds. So um, yeah, I think 4K 60 is not even that necessarily what we should be aiming for in the first place. I think, um, I mean, I'm sure at 1080p, it will be able to go above 60. And even then, I think 60 FPS is, you know, it's ab- perfectly fine. You won't find anybody complain about playing a game at 60 fps especially if it's um you know on a console where it's going to be locked and there shouldn't be any stutters especially on next gen hardware um so no i think um you know i think 60 fps is is perfect and considering most people don't have 120 hertz or true 120 hertz tvs because i know a lot of them say that they're 120 hertz when really they're not um i think that yeah i think 60 is a perfectly fine um thing to go for gotcha gotcha yeah I'm, I'm interested to see i want this to be kind of the standard going forward with all these uh carryover crossover you know cross-gen games to let them take advantage of the ps5 mm. and and so yeah. i think we're going to see as soon as we get the ps5 into everyone else's hands there everyone's going to be trying you know every ps4 game to see what the what the natural advantage is with the ps5 if not you know what the devs have done to actually upgrade it but um yeah yeah yeah, and I, I think I think um, as soon as you go above sixty as well, I think that's when you start having less texture detail, um, smaller draw distance, so things in a distance may look really blocky and undetailed and things like that. Um, so yeah, I think you got to find that happy medium with you know detail and frame rate, and I think sixty should allow for that definitely. And I think even if it was to be at 1080p 60, which I'm sure it will go above that that resolution, but then at least you know that you're getting a steady 60, which will definitely not be affected, um, and you're going to get maximum quality in terms of the draw distance, the texture detail, and everything like that. So um, I, I, I think there's too much focus on frame rates that go above 60, and you're never, ever going to notice stutter at 60 frames a second unless you have the exact same game running uh, 120 fps right next to you and you're never going to realize um i don't even notice it at 30 and i play pc games at you know well much over 60 fps quite a lot and when i then go and play my ps4 at 30 fps i don't notice any stuttering so um i don't think people need to worry too much about um about how many frames it's going to get as long as it's 60 i think you're right and especially with uh like a single player game I think it's uh, definitely 60 is totally fine and that should be the standard. And maybe if we're talking about like a competitive, like a Call of Duty game, if they can, uh, maybe yeah. those players would prefer them to bring down the quality so they can get that extra sense of mm-hmm. of uh, yeah, competitiveness sure. with the frame rates and stuff. But it's a different, I guess it's just a different lane. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with a single player game like this, just yeah, 60 is awesome. You're yeah. doing 4K, go for it. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm totally fine with this and I do yeah. want to try this game. I seem to quit yeah. when I... Uh, for about an hour or so, I seem to always unplug from this. I'm not sure what it is if the story never clicked mm. with me, but I do want to just commit and hold on and, yeah. and experience this game all the way through. I have I have heard some complaints. It's it's very long, almost too long. 
uh, as far as uh, towards the end, but uh, I'm not sure. It is. It's very, very long. Um, I think I got. I think I'm literally at like the last mission or the last couple of missions because I've got a few friends who have completed it, um, and I sort of have told them where I'm at, and, and yeah, they said I'm very close to the end. Um, but it's also one of those games that gets a lot better the more you play it. Mm. Um, I think there's like a perfect point sort of maybe about 15 20 hours in where you're absolutely having a blast with it you know you really understand how uh, you know the progression system works and the upgrading weapons and all of that works um and you're getting good at the game you've got a good arsenal of weapons you're able to deal with you know big hordes and, and all of that um but then it's sort of kind of like a pendulum it starts swinging the other way and um you know you start to think you know this is really long now when's it gonna end kind of thing yeah. um but yeah, I mean, I think the the sort of feeling you get at the beginning, because it is quite hard to really get into, especially with the performance issues. Um, I think the feel of how it's too long is a lot sort of not, not quite as bad as that initial feeling of trying to get into it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a great game. I think it's it's really underappreciated, and that's coming from someone who hasn't even finished it yet. So, um, uh, so yeah, I'm really, really excited to see it on PS5. And it's part of the PlayStation Plus collection as well. So hopefully more people will um, get a chance to to play it. Right. Yeah, it is. All right, Cam. Still on the PS5, we got some unfortunate news. I think this is uh, a pretty big bummer, uh, but we'll, we'll dig into it. So PS5 seemingly won't support native 1440p resolution. This is Jordan Alleman of IGN. The PS5 apparently won't support a native 1440 resolution, according to IGN Italy, which says it received official confirmation from, from Sony Europe on Wednesday. This is bad news for PlayStation fans with 1440p gaming monitors, as it means the PS5 will not play ball with the intended resolution for the set, likely upscaling from 1080p to compensate. We've contacted Sony for comment. The PlayStation 5 can output a maximum of 8K resolution and 4K at 120 frames per second via HDMI 2.1 compliant TVs. It'll be fine at 1080p resolution too, but the in-between resolution used by many PC gamers seemingly won't be supported by the new console at launch. Callum, uh, are you ready to just put the PS5 in the garbage? How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. Um, I mean, I get it. I know that there aren't 1440p TVs and games consoles are, you know, mostly to be played on TVs. But yeah, it's a shame because, uh, you know, I've got a perfectly good 1440p monitor and um, yeah, I would have liked to have played on it. But, you know, I think you've got to look at the 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 brighter or the, or the bigger picture, I think. And that's that the reason games consoles are able to make their games run so well is because they have minimal amount of things to have to cater for. Mm. Um, so adding a third resolution in there and, you know, then they'd have to think about um the the graphical fidelity they want to be able to achieve at 1440p the frame rates they want to achieve at 40, and it, it so it will add a lot more development sort of issues as well so um yeah it's a bummer but i've also got i'm also i also luckily have a 4k tv so i can use that um and you know like we were just saying there's not going to be any games that do 4k above 60 fps anyway so if i do decide that i want to play games at higher fps i could just plug them into my monitor and and just play it at 1080p um because uh, you know it's not too much of a problem so yeah it's, it's a shame but i can see why they're why they're doing it as well yeah same and you bring up a good point where it's just another uh thing that devs have to worry about and i guess it's just up to sony to kind of make this standard saying hey we'd rather you focus on these essential resolutions mm -hmm. and not where although we say essential resolutions 
excuse me. And then in that article, they mentioned how the PS5 and it's on the box too. The PS5 is also advertising the whole AK thing. And that the AK thing is bullshit right now. There's no reason to talk at all about AK. There's not even TVs you can buy. Uh, And if you can, they're crazy expensive and it's just unnecessary. So it seems weird to go that route where, and maybe they're not there. I guess they're having devs, you know, support that resolution, but Mm-hmm. you're doing that but then dropping 1440p it just seems strange but it's just more of though they want to be able to say on the box that they support that resolution as a selling point yeah. but it's just not something that anyone's going to use anytime soon yeah yeah it's um it is weird and yeah the 8k things are stupid i don't know whether that's because there's maybe some uh something down the line of 8k blu-rays or 8k maybe. video playback with netflix and things like that so i don't know whether maybe that's not necessarily related to games and maybe more the the video playback stuff but sure um but yeah I, I don't know i haven't even seen an 8k tv outside of like the you know the ridiculous shopping centers you go to at christmas and right and things like that um so uh yeah it's like i said i mean no 1440p support's annoying for me who you know someone who has a 1440p monitor but um yeah hopefully it will at least look okay on my monitor and i can you know, the monitor, it's 144 hertz, so if I end up playing 1080p games at 120 FPS, at least I'll be able to get that benefit um, of the of the extra additional hertz. But um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, not the end of the world. Yeah, I agree. And that's a positive way to look at it. I can't seem to bring your, your mood down, Callum. It seems like you're, you're rock solid. <laughs> well, no, no, well, and... I, I, well, I've got, I've got, uh, I haven't even got, well, it's probably because I, I know I'm not going to be able to get a PS5 for a while. So <laughs> might as well, might as well just accept it. I've <laughs> already made peace with the, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, Callum. Well, uh, we got uh, another just weird one here with the PS5. PS5's DualSense controller works with PS3, but not PS4. This is Andy Robinson of VideoGamesChronicle.com. PlayStation, PlayStation 5's new DualSense controller works with legacy PlayStation 3 consoles, but not PlayStation 4. It's been revealed. As demonstrated by YouTuber MidnightMan, DualSense is not recognized at all by the PS4 console. However, the PS5 pad connects wirelessly to a PS3, likely due to, the, due to, the, that, due to that console's compatibility with generic Bluetooth controllers. PS4 players do have one option, however, to connect DualSense to their PC or Mac via USB and stream PS4 games via remote play. As demonstrated by a Twitter user, DualSense will also work with Nintendo Switch, but only if a third-party adapter is used to connect the controller. Um, It's strange. You'd think that it'd be just backwards compatible with the last or the current generation console, but it's not. It seems like it's just due to that Bluetooth connectability that Mm -hmm. PS3 has. It's more friendly with, but... uh, yeah, it's uh, just strange to read that and doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fair enough that it doesn't work with the PS4. Um, I know the DualShock 4 works with the PS3. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, I think Bluetooth's quite a, not dying technology, but, you know, it's being replaced by lots of other things. And mm. um, so it kind of makes sense that the PS3 has that sort of um, focus on it because it was sort of definitely a product of its time. Um yeah, it's weird. I think it's weird to read and read weird to look at. But um, but I mean that that's just reminded me that about its compatibility of PC. I didn't know that it was already compatible with PC. So I might actually look at getting myself a DualSense uh, sort of now and using it on my PC. And I know it won't have all the the bells and whistles and everything, but um, at least I'll get a feel for it and get to touch it. 
whilst I cry about not having a PS5 <laughs> to play with it. <laughs> there you go. You can at least do that. You can uh, grab yeah, a stroller, least... <laughs> like a baby stroller, and just kind of push it around the town and put the little yeah. controller in there. Yeah, at least I can play games at 1440p with it, which I won't be able to do with the PS5. <laughs> That's true. That's slight burn. I think uh, so it could be plugged in to PC. And I imagine because it's Bluetooth as well, if you have like the receiving, a receiving Bluetooth dongle mm. or just Bluetooth ability on your on your computer, then you can also communicate that way, it looks like. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a solid um, thing. Uh, I've been using my Xbox controller on my PC. I would like to use my you know, PlayStation 4 controller, but it just, you have to do all these things to get it to work and it's just annoying. So if they can make well, that should, should, sense uh, easier. It should, it, should, it should be all right um, now with Steam. I know it was a pain before, but... Um, I haven't tried it recently. Steam, yeah, Steam, uh, I don't know if you used Steam Big Picture before where it sort of yeah. goes into that tile mode. Um, yeah, uh, it's now got full DualShock 4 compatibility, so you should be able to plug in. And um, I mean, my keyboard's got a USB slot in it, so it's quite nice. I can, like, I've got an Xbox controller here just hooked up, um, but I can plug that into my keyboard rather than have to have like a really long cable in my PC or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's quite handy. But yeah, I know Bluetooth's a bit of a pain sometimes with PCs. Um, I don't think my PC even has a Bluetooth receiver in it. Because I'm a cheapskate, but um... <laughs> I ended up buying like a ten dollar one on Amazon that just plugs in. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah, I, I just really. use the the wired connection so that um, I don't have to. Because I, I hate as well Bluetooth how you always have to like hold down a button and wait for something to flash and then right. pair it. It's such archaic like uh, <laughs> technology. I just wish it would die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally right where it's just, it's annoying and there's, there's easier yeah. ways to do it where it should be doing the work, talking to each other, yeah. talking to devices, yeah. but we have to be the one yeah. that, you know, like it just reminds me of like, try and get them. It reminds me of like the Nintendo Wii. I remember trying to pair those controllers all the time and it would just mm. never, ever work. And you'd have like your friend sort of like knelt down by the little, the horrible little Nintendo Wii console, uh, like pressing a button and which was like really hard to access if I remember correctly. And uh. you're pressing buttons on the controller and everything's <laughs> flashing and oh, it's awful. It's just the worst. <laughs> yeah, trying to work together, communicate and yeah. It's yeah. Frustrating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right, Kel, we got some, uh, this, we talked about this last week and it was weird. And then it looks like we got some confirmation though. So this is that website plate station, which had to change their name. Uh, and looks like all their pre-orders for this, uh, not a cover, but yeah, PS5 cover looks like they're canceled. So PS5 custom plate maker apologize after confusion with an update. All orders have been canceled. This is Matt TM Kim of IGN.com. Custom Customize My Plates has now announced that it has canceled all sales of custom created PS5 plates and will not be selling PS5 plates in any capacity due to pressure from Sony. It will now sell vinyl console skins instead. In a statement, IGN Customize My Plates explained that the decision stems from conversations with Sony's legal team and that trademarks for PS5's removable, removable plates are too complex for a small team to navigate without risk of legal infringement. The move follows the company being forced to change its name from PlateStation5.com to avoid any confusion over, over it being an official Sony service. Uh, the move follows the company being forced to change its name from PlayStation5.com. I uh, just copied the same thing already. And uh, so that's basically it. It was very strange last week. We are trying to bring up the site and it was just nowhere to be found. It looks like they were yeah. dealing with that legal drama behind the scenes. Uh, but the site is now up with the new name. Um, it's like Pimp My Ride. It's uh, no Customize My Plates. 
So it's up there now, and you can just buy these vinyl skins instead that wrap around uh, around the side of your PS5. So that's their kind of workaround there. But um, were you bummed at all? I, I thought it was kind of interesting. I would I would wouldn't mind the idea of replacing these 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 panels with some kind of cheaper option because mm-hmm. you have to imagine Sony will try and sell us something, but it's not going to be cheap, most likely. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think we pre- I mean I think we pretty much called this last week. You know, we said that it's likely they're probably gonna get an angry email from sony but it sounds like to be fair sony were pretty amicable with them and you know they not they didn't just sort of say no they sort of helped them um you know re-brat remodel their their idea to so mm. that they, they were happy with it and i think that's quite nice um and yeah, I mean, it's it's no, not surprising. I mean, like like it says, there probably is some sort of complexity to creating these plates that they just can't give up or they can't, you know, give to somebody else to to have free reign with. Um, so yeah, it, it makes sense. And I mean, I'm just on their website now, and some of the vinyls look pretty cool. And it, yeah. I suppose it allows them to do more things now, be a bit more out there, and it means we can customize the dual sense of their things. They're doing Xbox stuff, so. Yeah, I suppose it's not not all bad. Um, I'm sure it'll be a lot cheaper for them as well to uh, to to do sort of vinyl wraps as well. So um, I think everyone sort of wins here. Yeah, I agree. And uh, they do mention that there's some kind of uh, copyright on the plates themselves. So I found that interesting. Uh, wonder what they did to, or just they can copyright how they how it snaps in. I know I've heard of. There's a device with uh, that Windows owns. I want to say it's one of the Windows tablets that, that like the Surface tablets. Uh, mm. They patented the special clicking sound that it hap- that create <laughs> that creates when you like snap the keyboard to the screen. And they made yeah. it very intentional. And they said this is our only like you can't produce a sound anywhere else. And it means it's synonymous with <laughs> this Windows. Is all sound, and, yeah. <laughs> and it's just a sound, yeah. But they were able to copyright that and like the clicky yeah. nature of it. So. Yeah, so I guess it's not out of the ballpark that Sony could also copyright how these plastic yeah. things fit into their other plastic yeah. box. But yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. But uh yeah, I'm glad that they were able to survive and it, they weren't just completely shut down. They just had to yeah, figure exactly, something yeah. out. But that's what yeah. it seems like what was going on last week. And sure enough, that's what happened. Yeah. All right, Callum, we got some uh, more news on Ratchet and Clank. And uh, we got Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is a PS5 exclusive. Insomniac confirms. So this is from uh, GameSpot.com. We got Alessandro Barbosa has the article. Although Sony previously suggested that all its next-generation titles would be exclusive to the upcoming PlayStation 5, the months since its initial reveal have been filled with announcements that many of them will be coming to PS4 too. That's not the case, however, for Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Responding to a question on Twitter, the official Insomniac Games answered unequivocally that their latest entry in the PlayStation franchise will only be coming to PS5. Uh, I, I, a bead of sweat went run down my head as I had to read the word unequivocally and not uh, mess it up. So, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is one of Sony's exclusives, still without a firm release date, with Insomniac suggesting that it will release in 2021. It only gave a vague PS5 launch window for the game. Um, how do you feel about them not trying to do some kind of PS4 version of Ratchet and Clank? Yeah, I think it's... Uh, I, well, I mean, I would have preferred that for all the PS5 games, to, to be honest, but... Um, I think Ratchet and Clank's uh, an obvious one with the whole, you know, the whole Rift thing being its main selling point, which is obviously its way of loading levels and um, the the focus on ray tracing and all the gameplay demos that is shown off. Um, I think it's this is definitely like a a, a showcase for the console for sure. 
Um, so yeah, there's no surprise it's not going to be on PS4. Um, for, for for me, I think that they, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the whole like when it shows falling through the rift and then the level just loading right in front of you, I think it's a showcase for its SSD. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, showcase for the ray tracing and. Um, as I think they've already talked about, the there's going to be a lot of dual sense feedback on Ratchet and Clank as well. So, um, so yeah, I think it's good that we've got it in stone. Um, and yeah, I just want to know a release date now. But um, the good thing is, it might be a launch PS5 game for me by the time I get one. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, really, really looking forward to it. And yeah, glad to know that it's not going to be held back by any uh, previous gens. Right, I agree, and they really are shaping this up as uh, the flagship, you know, PS5 game. This isn't like Miles, I would say, but uh, mm-hmm. it is a bummer that they can't have this for release because it would be cool to see this there day and day one with uh, having all the bells and whistles, showing off the crazy SSD, just really proving like this is why you need a PS5 because mm-hmm. of this kind of game here. Um, yeah. But I'm hoping, you know, what, early uh, quarter 2021, as you have to imagine, I, I wouldn't really assume any later than that but um it seems mm-hmm. like this is still on board to be early early part of the of next year yeah yeah i think um so- sometimes it takes you know a few months for you know these um these big showcase games to come because i mean if you look at ps3 they didn't really start showing off the, the console's power really until like games like uncharted came out true uh, maybe even uncharted 2 which came much further into its life cycle so um yeah, I, th- I think um, it'd be nice to have had it at launch and it would have been a really, really great way to sell the console. But, um, you know, obviously they don't need that much to sell it. I think people are, are going to buy this thing no matter what. And um, it's an, it's a good way to... Because it sounds like people are already, you know, really impressed with the DualSense and, and everything the PS5 is doing. We'll obviously get a better look into that soon. Um, but it's a good way to keep that, you know, hype train going, isn't it? Because you've got these first few months of everyone being really impressed and then you've got Ratchet Clank coming out and that's going to really highlight everything it can do. Um, so, yeah, there's um, the cons are that, you know, we're not going to get it sooner rather than later. But the advantages are it's going to extend our excitement of the PS5 into next year. Yeah, and they really need to start to think ahead because everyone at the first part of a of a console release it's always like okay how does the launch look you know what are we going to get day and day one with these consoles but really what does that next year look like and do you have enough stuff padded in there to kind of keep the momentum going and give you some legs until like the big juggernauts come in like the next mm. uh, naughty dog the next sony santa monica yeah. game and so they kind of have to you know make sure this stuff is spaced <laughs> out and I know with PS4, that's why you had uh, you had Infamous Second Son, which was supposed to be launched, but was pushed for a little bit further in. I mm-hmm. think it's a good idea to make sure you kind of have those peppered throughout the year to keep yeah, giving exactly, people yeah. a reason to pick up this new console as the year goes yeah. by. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to uh, blow your load too early, as they say. Yeah, but I think Shigeru Miyamoto, that's one of his quotes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always see that online. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Callum, we got uh, some news on Resident Evil 8. Just updates, really, with the with the game coming out. Resident Evil 8 supports 4K ray tracing with adaptive triggers on PS5. We have uh, Hyrule Sirer of uh, GamesRadar.com. Resident Evil 8 will support 4K and ray tracing on PS5, according to a slate of new details that have emerged. The official PlayStation Store listing for Capcom's upcoming horror sequel has recently been updated with a load of brand new details for the PS5 version of the game. There's also some incredibly fast load times to look forward to, thanks to the PS5's ultra-high-speed SSD. Finally, it sounds like Capcom 
are really going to be taking advantage of the dual senses features for Resident Evil 8 with adaptive triggers and haptic feedback to simulate the effect of firing a real gun. Um, how do you feel about this, Callum? This isn't a first-party game, but it's a, this is the first time we're seeing, I guess, third-party really take advantage of of the special features with the dual sense. I guess as I say that, I know it's been in the news that Fortnite is also taking advantage of some of the haptic feedbacks and stuff. So not the first, but we're seeing more third party show their support for that for the actual dual sense. Yeah, yeah, I think it's um, you know, I think it's something we've been sort of theorizing before anyway. The way Mark Sani's been talking about the way the PlayStation Five is utilizing its SSD and implementing it into its architecture, uh, and obviously the dual sense being a huge, huge, huge. Um, step above the xbox controllers offering um i think it's just you know it, it makes sense to see that these multi-platform games really are looking like the place to play them is on playstation and not just because of performance but because of these little minute details that have been focused on and they're going to really really change the experience so um yeah, it's a great sign for playstation 5 and it's a great sign for resident evil 8 i think having feedback to simulate Gun firing is only going to immerse you more uh, into the game. And I think immersion in a horror game or a game like Resident Evil that's going to be full of atmosphere uh, is, you know, only a good thing. It's, um, it's you know, just like what they did with the VR as well. Uh, that worked really well because of the kind of game it is. And I think this will too. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's going to be interesting going forward because we're going to have a lot of this uh, these immersive features and it's just going to be cool to live in that world where mm -hmm. we have all these different ways to keep you immersed. And then uh, one thing I haven't seen any outlets talk about, I'm sure it's under embargo, but the whole uh, audio capabilities of the PS5 mm. uh, and hearing how that also adds to the immersion with the just the crazy audio stuff they're working on under the hood for each game. And so I can't imagine that with the haptic feedback and the resistant triggers. And mm -hmm. once you get that little robot guy that they patented on your couch, like <laughs> all this stuff together, it's going to make for an awesome yeah. time. I might, I might need one of them actually with lockdown going on. I don't ever see anyone. So I need someone to play games with. <laughs> Now's actually, yeah, the perfect time for that. I'll take two. Yeah. Just make a, make a little group of buddies. Yeah. We don't have too many because you, you might have someone come arrest you for breaking breaking the rules or something <laughs> that's true yeah if i try to marry them all they're not gonna be happy yeah <laughs> all right Calum, we got uh, some news on demon souls uh which i didn't pull up here as well before i get into it but they did reveal last week that uh there isn't ray tracing in the game and uh mm -hmm. while i first thought okay that's a bummer but then all that footage we saw had no ray tracing in it but it looked incredibly mm -hmm. gorgeous so that's just a testament to yeah. this engine and to blue point this game doesn't have ray tracing, but it looks like it does. It looks like it's outperforming, mm -hmm. you know, Control or any other game with ray tracing. It's incredibly insane. Yeah. But yeah, I saw that and I was like, I can't be mad. Like, it still looks incredibly awesome. Yeah. 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 I think, um, you know, ray tracing is obviously amazing and it works really well for certain games because it's real time, um, you know, uh, equations and things going on in the background that are going to sort of replicate the, the the lighting effects but i think with a game like demon souls where it's, it seems from the footage not linear but quite um you know focused in its environments and locations i think it's able they'll probably be able to um you know implement reflections and lighting effects uh that doesn't need simulating or maybe they've got their own little um uh, sort of uh, thing running in the background that that sort of mimics that. So, you know, I don't think ray tracing is vital. It's a nice little addition. Um, 
I mean, I've had ray tracing capable graphics card for ages and I haven't even tried it yet because, you know, it, it, as much as it's nice at the moment, it's just one of those things that we don't need. And I think a lot of the footage we've seen from next gen, as much as it's all been really amazing, I don't think it's necessarily been ray tracing that has been the main thing that has made everything look so good. It's just been the sharpness, the smoothness of gameplay, the just the general change in quality of textures and, and things like that. And and obviously as we're hearing the the controllers making a huge difference, the loading times, the the speed in which textures can load in and things like that. So um yeah I, I think there's probably going to be lots of people who are going to try and use this as a negative against it but like you said it looks amazing so it, you know there's, there's there's no negatives to it to be said about it yeah that's something uh with ray tracing so i'm a pc newbie but this past year as i've built one and just even coming to realize like what is ray tracing and why do i want it and being being kind of uh, convinced with like marketing and stuff uh, that i do need this mm -hmm. thing i've realized that while it's awesome to have yeah, you're right, where it's just not essential and there's so much the devs can do where they can create their own crazy lighting setup where they don't need to have ray tracing. They can have their own abilities within the game to cause the reflections and to do everything else under the hood mm -hmm. where it's not it's not necessary. It's just more of a selling point at this point. There is cool features yep. with RTX or with NVIDIA cards. They have the whole NVIDIA broadcast stuff, the audio things will help you with. And usually if you have that ray tracing ability, it just means your card is beefier and can handle mm -hmm. just more stuff in general. But um, I think we are kind of realizing, or I am realizing that, yeah, it's not this whole like uh, savior thing that we need going forward. Mm -hmm. It's more about other aspects of performance and just make sure the engine is, yeah. you know, is is suitable on top of that. But even look at uh, Naughty Dog with The uh, Last of Us 2. The game's incredibly yeah. gorgeous and honestly looks could hold up with these next gen games. There's yeah, no ray tracing. Yeah. All the reflection yeah. they're just doing by on purpose or by hand and uh, using yeah. their various tricks and stuff to get that same feel. And it mm -hmm. looks it looks like there is ray tracing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just yeah. a testament and, to the devs. And what people need to realize as well is ray tracing is extremely taxing. It's it is. a very, very complicated set of algorithms and things. And it's going to really, there's wherever there's ray tracing, is going to be huge sacrifices. And that's the same on all graphics cards, even the new uh 30 series of the rtx cards um as soon as you turn that ray tracing on then things are going to drop hugely in terms of performance and so uh it's like with going back to resident evil i know it says it will support 4k and ray tracing i'm not sure whether that will be 4k with ray tracing or not i don't know whether they're mutually ex sort of exclusive i think they not, will but, be yeah um but i mean that that they're there will be sacrifices and whether that's texture quality, frame rate, anything to have ray tracing turned on, that is going to be a huge, huge, um, there's going to be a huge performance dip in comparison to having it off. So to know that Demon Souls doesn't have it and it looks that good, you know that you're going to get, you know, photorealistic texture quality and you're going to get high frame rates because you don't have that taxing ray tracing in the background. So, you know, that, that's something people have to remember. It's very new. Well, it's getting more um robust but it is still quite new technology and it is still very very taxing to whatever system is is using it so i mean unless there's some special amazing thing in these new consoles that that makes it you know easy to do but i i doubt that very much yeah it's gonna be interesting uh, and really uh, to touch more on demon souls they showed off uh today some more of the character creator in photo mode and i could just jump into the news article here we got from anna bankhurst of ign 
Uh, Demon Souls on PS5's character creator and photo mode revealed. The character creator and photo mode have been revealed for PS5 launch titled Demon Souls, and it will allow players to customize their appearance with up to 16 million permutations. As revealed on PlayStation Blog, the team behind Demon Souls has added many more options to create your characters than were featured in the PS3 original, and is ensuring that there is a satisfying variety possible for those who wish to tinker with every slider. With all these options to customize your character, it would be a shame to not be able to show it off, and Sony and Bluepoint Games have added a photo mode to Demon Souls on PS5 to help do just that. Um, yeah, especially with a photo mode is essential with this game with how crazy beautiful it is. But, uh, yeah. uh the slider is pretty, I imagine we're going to see some just like abominations with people creating their own characters. And I can't wait to, to see that as soon as people start making stuff. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it looks amazing. The, the graphics, are you know, the graphical quality is, you know, nearly unmatched and, uh, the character creator is great, and I saw some funny sort of comparisons between the original Demon Souls and even like the newer Dark Souls games, uh, because they, you know, your characters always look really, really, really odd. Yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah, the the graphics are awesome, and you can see that. I think this is where you can see perhaps the artists at Blue Point with the artists at From Software, because there's definitely um, a real difference in tone in the way the characters look in this and i think that's a good thing i think it makes it it gives it that next gen um feel because it is so vastly different because i think even if from software was doing this i'm sure it would look lovely but um they don't necessarily create the same kind of character models and the same kind of art style um so it's a really really great marriage of styles and um yeah i'm really really excited to play it yeah, I mean, uh, I keep hearing more about the game and how there's no interest in uh, from Blue Point, no interest in no interest in like uh, an easy mode or difficulty setting. Mm. It's just the game yeah. is how it is. I know they are kind of promoting the fact that there is a bunch of they're going to launch with like 180 videos through the PS5 that like a little card section where you can have your helpful videos at the touch of a button, which is which is great. But uh, I know mm-hmm. this game is going to be crazy hard for me, so. I'm just, uh, I wish there was a baby mode, but they have no interest in a baby mode. So, yeah. They don't care about your feelings. <laughs> they do not. They do not. Which I respect, but yeah. Which is why they're charging £70 for the game. <laughs> yeah. Very true. <laughs> Cal, we got some, a uh, little bit of more hope for this uh, Mass Effect trilogy. Uh, Mass Effect cast to reunite for N7 Day. <clears throat> Amid trilogy remaster speculation. This is uh, Jordan Alleman of IGN has the article multiple cast members from Mass Effect franchise are reunited for an N7 day celebration amid continuing speculation about a remaster of the series first three games the news was revealed by Commander Shepard himself Mark Meir on Twitter who added that the special event will take place on 11-7 November 7th at 11am Pacific Standard Time naturally this could just be a meeting of the minds to reminisce about a popular franchise but given the speed at which the rumor mill is turning about a potential Mass Effect trilogy remaster it would be the perfect time to reveal something that will please franchise fans Calum what do you think are we getting closer to this or are they just going to completely drive over this opportunity and not touch on it Probably, yeah, I'm sure that there'll probably be nothing announced. Um, but no, yeah, I hope so, because, um, you know, it's, it, it's not just for me, because, um, I mean, as you know, I've played them all recently, so it's not necessarily a huge, huge excitement for me, but just for general fans of the game and people who maybe never got to play them or, 
Um, it'll be it's a it's another trilogy that just needs a remaster. It needs to be re-released. It needs to be more accessible. Um, so yeah, let's hope that you know it will finally get announced because, I mean, it's one of those like worst kept secrets, isn't it? Um, that just right. you know they they know that we know. So let's just 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 tell us that it's real. Um, so yeah, hopefully we won't have to just keep waiting and waiting for them to finally say something. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm hoping that they just finally commit to showing this thing off because it's, yeah, it's basically been fully leaked at this point. Besides a you know a trailer leaking, maybe that's the last mm-hmm. thing they're going to need for it to happen. But um, yeah, and that's coming up soon. So what? That's the seventh. That is maybe Saturday. Yeah, it's a Saturday. So mm-hmm. we might have this uh, some news soon. Um, yeah, that's yeah, a no brainer, and I think this helps reinvigorate the franchise. And it gets if it sells enough, it kind of just justifies them jumping back into that world again sometime soon i know they're working on anthem right now i'm sure like full steam ahead but this could be the next thing to maybe you know get back to after that mm-hmm. yeah all righty so yeah we'll see if that uh actually comes to fruition we got the ps5 launch will be online only callum this is another sort of bummer or more of a just a reality with uh, the ps5 coming up yeah. soon uh we got ali jones of games radar it's a bit of a lengthy one the PS5 will only be available via online delivery on launch day. In a blog post this afternoon, Sony confirmed that no in-store purchases will be allowed as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Sid Schumann, senior director of Sony Content Communications, said that while the PS5 release date is almost here, in the interest of keeping our game gamers, retailers, and staff safe amidst COVID-19, today we're confirming that all day of launch sales will be conducted through the online stores of our retail partners. That means that no units will be available in-store for purchase on launch day. Whether the console is releasing in your region on November 12th or November 19th, Schumann asked, asked that that would be buyers don't be don't plan on camping out or lining up at your local retailer on launch day in hopes of finding a PS5 console for purchase. If you got a PS5 pre-order that you're already planning on picking up from a retailer, you'll still be able to do that as long as you abide by your retailer safety protocols, which you'll need to confirm on an individual basis. Uh, earlier this week, Report suggested that in Germany, the pandemic may have forced Sony to ship the PS5 early, while in the UK, a new lockdown has raised question marks over how players will be able to pick up their new consoles. Elsewhere, however, players have been told not to show up to stores for a different reason. Japan's entire PS5 stock has been exhausted, and no more consoles are expected to arrive in time for launch. So not good for Japan right now. Uh, Looks like they're all sold up. But um, yeah, I think this makes sense, right, Callum, that they just uh, Mm -hmm. have a reality. They have to make sure that people are safe. Uh, I don't hear the same thing with the, with the Microsoft consoles. I think they're still launching, but maybe they will try and make sure that if there's people lining up physically, they're all separated or in mm-hmm. bubbles or something. I wonder how they're going to handle that. Yeah. I think it's really, really sensible to do as much as it hurts me to say, um, because you know, the amount of people that will go out of their house to a shop specifically to buy a PlayStation five is so many. So it's going to stop so many people from breaking lockdown rules um, it's going to stop so many people from gathering. It's going to stop, you know, people from, um, yeah, just leaving the house when they otherwise wouldn't have. So um, I think it's a really, really sensible thing to do because it's not just to, you know, it, it is really looking out for, um, you know, the, the they're really taking the measures seriously, which is always good. And, um, you know, you've got to look at the bigger picture in, in times like these and um, to, to, you know, not tempt anybody out of their house is a is a great idea so um yeah it's a shame for me because i won't be able to get one on release day now but um 
uh yeah it's it's a it's a good thing because we don't want anything prolonging lock this lockdown or making anything worse or you know making anybody ill so uh yeah it's a it's a fair move well and uh, you mentioned that uh, not being able to get one i mean not necessarily because i think you can these retailers can still they still have their allotted you know amount of ps5s mm-hmm. that they can sell on launch day it would just be through yeah the website so it is still yeah. possible but then it's just more of a struggle yeah. to make sure you get in there you know, first in yeah. line on the website. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah and, it's, and I'll probably have to wait a couple of days for delivery and, right. and everything like that. But, but, you know, it, it's just is what it is. That's the thing. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Be, because these, uh, events in the past have always, you know, brought so many people in waiting in line and just hanging out in stores and you just mm-hmm. can't do that. Although I wonder if, because not everyone reads Twitter, obviously, it's or or is online all that time, uh, a lot of the time. So, how do they communicate this across? I think a lot of people are still going to be dr- driving out, going to the stores, and mm-hmm. are going to be angry when they can't, you know, buy their PS5 <laughs> then and there, and yeah. see them stacked up or whatever, and still be angry. But that's just they're yeah. not going to know. Yeah, well, that's their fault for not listening to our podcast, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's what they get. Very true. <laughs> if you, you if, if you don't listen to this podcast, you get COVID nineteen. So. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's how it works <laughs> well hopefully that doesn't legally bite us in the butt but yeah. <laughs> if we're saying it cures your yeah if we're saying it cures your covid then we got some problems but yeah oh no listen, it won't cure it if you if you've got covid <laughs> then uh yeah that, that's that's all you that, that's but, that's all but if you. you don't listen to it then you're more likely to get it <laughs> <laughs> we'll send someone and knocks on your door yeah yeah <laughs> Alrighty, Callum. Yeah, that's really it for this week. Um, do you have any plans coming up? Any games that you're going to be jumping into now that you're in lockdown? Um, I've actually, well, for quite a while, I've been thinking about um, jumping into Devil May Cry because that's a game Ooh. that um, I remember very, very um, uh, not well, not very well at all that I played when I was much, much younger. So, and I know the collections on PS now. I know that the collection, the PS4 version, is always on sale as well. Um, for the first, I think it's the first three games, and I think four's separate, and then five's obviously separate. But it, I mean, it's mostly the the resurgence of me wanting to play it recently is because of seeing DMC five on PS five, and it just looks unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that's something I'd definitely like to uh, perhaps get into. But I know that they're meant to be really bloody hard. So um, yeah, that that that's a uh, that's sort of not not turning me off, but you know, I need to be in like the right frame of mind before I start it and. Um, that's another reason why I might buy it for PS4 because I don't want to have to stream the PS3 version because uh, I think I need like pinpoint input and everything to, I to see. get through it. So, um, but yeah, so I've been yeah I've been looking at that and I think as you know I've been wanting to play Doom, uh, the 2016 one and it's on PS now so I could play it now but I really really mm. want to play it on my PC so um, I'm waiting for that to go on sale on Steam because I've seen it before for like four pounds on Steam. Yeah, it gets pretty um, cheap, but. Yeah, but um, I think it's like retail price at the moment is fifteen pounds. So I've put up my wish list and hoping for a nice cheap, cheap one. And uh, so yeah, so hopefully Doom as well. Should I get lucky with a sale there? So you know what? Uh, well, Doom Eternal is is I've seen it on sale for half off, like thirty bucks or mm-hmm. half off the retail right now. And then yeah. uh, you could also try. So Stadia has Doom or the original for ten bucks on there. So you could, if you want to mm-hmm. stream it, you could also do that too. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not, I think. I think. Like. Like I said. I mean. I. I. I was thinking about downloading it on PS4 through PlayStation Now. Uh, the first one. Um, but yeah, I just, I really, really want to play it on my PC with a keyboard and mouse and, oh, yeah. um, you know, benefit from the higher frame rates and everything. Cause, uh, I'm sure that will be buttery smooth. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm hoping, I mean, unless I really, really want to just play it and, and get it out of the way, but, uh, but also by the time I end up getting it on PC, hopefully then when I'm ready to play Doom Eternal, Doom Eternal will have come down in, in price as well. So there's a whole cheap skate tactic behind it also <laughs> uh, but, but yeah but i will eventually play those games because i know that they're meant to be uh you know good good games so uh, i will i will get to them eventually yeah doom eternal is whew, probably one of my just favorite games ever and uh, that came out this yeah. year too it's gonna be interesting just to, to actually compile all these games that came out this year and we had last of us too you got doom eternal uh mm-hmm. oh boy you got a bunch of stuff and yeah. there was just crazy crazy awesome games and that's yeah. Got to be top of my list. I think Doom for sure yeah. this year was yeah. nuts. Yeah. All right, Callum, we'll end it there. Where can they find you online? Um, Twitter at Bear Monroe. That is where I lurk. Awesome. And I'm also lurking on the Twitters <laughs> at Plastic Heart Pod. You can keep up the show there as well. That's it for us this week. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. See you later. <laughs>